From the Pamela Family Studio, you're listening to Faith and Family Statehouse Update. I am Joshua Putnam, President of Pamela Family. Hazing has become a major problem in South Carolina's higher education institutions. Representative Gary Clary from Pickens County has introduced several bills in an effort to root out this problem. One of those bills would require public universities to report hazing incidents and make those reports publicly available to students, parents, and the general public. Take a listen. with Representative um, Gary Clary, uh, and he serves in the Dickens delegation, and he serves Clemson University, uh, is, is the heart of his district. Um, he's been serving the State House for several terms now. I think, are you on your third term now? Just started my third term. Started your year. third term. Yep. Um, and a unique fact um, for our listeners out there, I uh, mentioned that he was um, Judge Clary um, when I served in the House with him. We always called him Judge. And, and how long were you on the bench for? I was a circuit judge in South Carolina for a little over 10 years. Okay. And so, so Representative Clary brings a great um, wealth of knowledge and wisdom, especially dealing with the law and the ways to apply the law in the right manner. Um, and so we're talking about two of your bills that you've introduced. Um, the first one is a Transparency Act bill. It's 3398. It's called the Tucker Hips Transparency Act uh, from an individual who, who lived in Anderson County um, and that went to Clemson University and, and unfortunately passed away in a tragic accident. Um, and I'll let you kind of explain that and that bill is actually moved from the House, it's in the Senate now, and it deals with um, just making public information more available to students, their parents, when these students are pledging for these social organizations on campus. Yeah. So. Well, jo Joshua, you know uh, the, the Tucker Hips Transparency Act better than anyone because that was that was your bill when you were here, and um, you know, it, when, when the bill was first introduced, I think there was a lot of trepidation about it, mm -hmm. the, the reporting and, and that type of thing. But when we worked through the, the actual uh, nuts and bolts of the yeah. bill and were able to produce it, uh, one of the provisions that, that was in there was that the bill would uh, sunset or yeah. end yeah. Uh, in the, the summer. Yeah. Uh, I think June of 2019, That's and the reason for it was for, for that, as you know, was to to see if it, if it was something that number one would be uh, productive, yeah, and uh, how it would be received, how it would be received by the colleges and universities, and you know. Uh, Quite frankly, it, it has been well received. Yes. I, I've had a number of people tell me that, that the information that they've received from the various college and universities reporting system mm -hmm. on their websites has been very beneficial to them. So, yeah. you know, with, with you exiting the, the legislature, and I was fortunate enough to be able to pick that up, that bill up, and to introduce legislation that would make it permanent law yeah. rather than it sunsetting in, in uh, twenty uh, in the summer. So it, it was really important to, to get it moving quickly and we mm -hmm. did in the House. We got it uh, a quick hearing in the Higher Education Subcommittee and then the next week uh, or week after in, in full committee and now it does reside over in the Senate and hopefully the Senate's going to uh, have that thing move through subcommittee and full committee and get to the Senate floor uh, over the next, uh, I would say next month. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been 
kind of busy and distracted with with uh, house education uh, uh, reform, and then we start the budget on on Monday of next week. So, you know, we've got got a lot going on. But I'm I feel confident that uh, that the Tucker Hips transparency bill will certainly move along uh, as it should, yeah. and and so that we can get it to the governor uh, before uh, May the 9th yeah. when when we adjourn for for. Uh, this first year of our two-year session. Yeah, and we appreciate your um, leadership on this. And for our listeners to know, when the Tucker Hips Transparency Act actually first was passed, um, with that sunset in there, you actually helped craft that bill and actually worked on getting it through the House. And and when you're ever dealing with a new bill that requires more reporting and all that, you've got to take into consideration with um, with privacy rights and, and if the university can fulfill that. So you actually helped shepherd that bill all the way through the process. That's the reason why it had a sunset in there to make sure that right. universities were comfortable, mm-hmm. that we were doing the right thing. All the universities have supported it. They're excited about it. And so we thank you for introducing it again and making it permanent law now um, to keep that program continuing to go and excel. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about that, uh, Joshua, is that there has not been a single vote against this bill yeah. as it's progressed through this year. And that, and, and that tells you that uh, it's working. Yeah. And uh, there was not a college or university that came to testify that, you know, it was a problem that was onerous. And as you and I both know, uh, being, being in this system, Always the first question that comes up is, how much is this going to cost? What's the fiscal impact? And uh, the fiscal impact for the colleges and universities was fairly minor uh, with the original bill. And what they're doing now, I mean, if if someone wants to, for Clemson University, for example, if you'll just uh, type in the words, Tucker Hips Transparency Act, Clemson University, it'll take you right to a web page, and there is a wealth of information there if you click on the link insofar as the various organizations that that are there are concerned. And, you know, once again, with with parents and even students, Mm -hmm. they get information that can allow them to make intelligent decisions when they look at organizations, what kind of a track record do they have yeah. with infractions on campus? And uh, you know, that's uh, knowledge is power. Exactly. We know that. So yep. the important thing that we have uh, with this bill is a continuation of your good work. Yeah, and and um, and what this bill does is pretty much just gives that information to parents for the students just to make better decisions. And that's yeah. what um, the college experience is supposed to be about, is learning and being able to apply knowledge to real um, situations in life. And, and so we thank you for that. And then also the other bill we would love to talk about is your hazing law. It's House Bill 3056. Um, and so obviously we've seen a lot of hazing issues um, throughout our state and the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's always negative. And it's usually when a kid loses their life in a tragic um, accident or, or a hazing type um, scenario. And that also happens in college, but also it happens in high school and as students are pledging for different social organizations, yep. sometimes they're required to do initiations where they're drinking excessively. And, and for an 18 year old or a 19 year old that um, that's not even legally allowed to drink, trying to be able to process that and figure out um, and, and all the peer pressure behind that. So could you explain what this bill would do? Yeah, I, I think you know those last few words that you said are, are key to that, it's that peer pressure. Yeah. You know, uh, 
young people want to be accepted. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's just a rite of passage. And a lot of times they're put in situations where uh, intellectually they know that they shouldn't be doing certain things, but because of that peer pressure mm-hmm. and the desire to fit in, yeah. you know, they will succumb to, to doing things that they normally wouldn't do. But, you know, this, this bill, once again, is, is uh, I, I'd like to say that, that I came up with it, that, <laughs> that, that, that I thought about it, but it's a product that I received a call from Solicitor Walt Wilkins. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Cindy and Gary Hips had, mm-hmm. had contacted him because there's, there's a network of parents around this country that have lost children yeah. through hazing incidents. And so it's a, it's a focal point. It is a, a, a point of emphasis uh, throughout this country that we need to do better in regards to our hazing laws. And th- this bill is very similar to laws that have been passed in other states. Yeah. And uh, listen, my hat's uh, off and my heart goes out to, to the Hips family because, yeah. uh, you know, those are two of the strongest individuals I've, I've ever met. And, and they are so passionate about about what they they really want to do in, in this regard. Yeah. And so it's... Uh, you know, and I, I met with Walt and and in the hips, and and we had a, a press conference. I think back in uh, the fall yeah. that I was going to pre-file this bill in December, and I did. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it uh, lays out definitions that that really need to be part of our code. Yeah. Uh, and and when I say code, our criminal code, because this this is part of Title 16, which yeah. is is the criminal laws in South Carolina that I have dealt with most of my life, and. So what, what we were trying to do is to put uh, real up-to-date definitions into a, a criminal, a criminal uh, penalty situation that graduates uh, hazing issues. Yeah. Uh, you know, as it is now, uh, hazing is just a slap on the wrist. Yeah. But, uh, for example, a Tucker Hips situation, I mean, you know, we really don't know what happened to yeah. Tucker Hips. We, we have an idea, yeah. but at the end of the day, uh, the people who were responsible for that, if they had been convicted and no one has been charged or convicted, uh, charged and as a result there have been no convictions, it would have been a minor offense. And exactly. you know, what we wanted to try to do was to put some real teeth into it, and it applies to organizations, whether it be fraternities, sororities, uh, service groups, social groups, bands, uh, spirit groups, athletic teams, yeah. uh, that outside of, of what they do in practice and those kinds of things, those extracurricular activities, it, it really puts some teeth into the law and brings it into the 21st century because I think the hazing law has been on the books for 40 or 50 yeah. years and it really needed to be looked at. And, you know, once again, I, I'm just, uh, I'm someone who tries to represent uh, people who uh, don't have a voice and to, to protect individual rights and liberties, but uh, when someone infringes upon those rights and liberties yeah. of someone else, then that needs to be punished as well. Yeah, and and, and that's what's important for our listeners to know is just the current um, tool chest uh, for law enforcement and prosecutors, um, there's just not much there that they can use to really effectively go after individuals that are 
are forcing these students um, and these, these young adults into dangerous situations. Um, and it's also good to have that deterrent um, for organizations and, and, and individuals that are thinking about um, pressuring somebody through peer pressure to do some type of activity that they realize is probably not a safe activity. Mm -hmm. um, allow them to say, hey, there is consequences for your actions um, and holding them accountable. And un under current law, there's really not a mechanism to hold them accountable. Yeah. And that's where we're really seeing uh, increase of, of hazing deaths um, throughout our state, especially throughout the nation. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just, our, our codes need to kind of come up with what's going on in, in today's society. And um, I, th I think this is a great bill. Um, I think our listeners would, um, would love to get behind this bill. And just for our listeners to know, um, this bill is currently in the Judiciary Committee. Yeah. Um, Cr so we're criminal Law Subcommittee. Criminal Law Subcommittee. Um, I know that um, we're coming up on the budget, so that kind of throws things off for a couple weeks. Um, mm -hmm. But we're looking at getting that bill moving. Um, so we need people to kind of be energized and talk to the representatives um, to kind of talk about how important this bill is to, to get a floor vote and to get it to the Senate before crossover. Yeah, uh, it, it, and, and you, you understand the process. And there's a, a, a finite amount of time that we have to, yeah. that's devoted to subcommittee work, which is where the true work yeah. uh, goes on in the, the, the House. And that's where we have to uh, really discuss these bills, debate them, and have testimony and so forth. So, uh, you know, I look forward to, I know Criminal Laws has uh, had a massive bill that they've been dealing with, and I think they had it reported out to full committee this morning. So, okay. and, and I've told the, the chairman of the subcommittee and also the chairman of the judiciary that, you know, I really want to have this bill heard. Yeah. And, uh, I've actually had uh, uh, national fraternities that have contacted me that are that are in support of this yeah. bill. They would, they, they really would like to make it a little bit tougher, and yeah. so we're probably going to look at you know some some more language there. But the the whole idea is that that uh, there are consequences for behavior, yeah. and there are are uh, we have to ensure that people are account uh, held uh, accountable for their actions and i think this will be as you said a deterrent because you know it once again it's the whole idea that uh, we're not trying to play gotcha with someone we're not yeah. trying to to punish someone but i think it can also be a great educational tool yeah. because colleges universities can use this and parents yeah. when they realize that that their children, if they engage in hazing, exactly. that, that, that they're going to be held accountable and, uh, and the penalties as they go up are severe. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we talk about deaths, one death is too many. Exactly. And um, the, the whole idea of, of this bill is for prevention. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just like any other criminal statute. You have uh, these penalties out there that uh, establish uh, what's going to happen if you commit an offense. Yeah. And it, this is no different. So uh, I, I, I think once again, it allows uh, the prosecutors, the solicitors in this state and their staffs uh, additional uh, up-to-date laws with which to prosecute these yeah. cases. Well, we appreciate your leadership on both of these bills. These are very worthwhile bills. Um, 
um, because they really do serve a purpose of protecting life in the state. Um, and so as, as we think about protecting life, it's, we always think about at time of conception and all that, but we got to also look at protecting life in every other stage of life. And, and I think this is it's a very pro-family, um, pro-life bill. Um, we appreciate your leadership on it, your wisdom on it, um, shepherding this through. Um, once again, um, the hazing bill is House Bill 3056. The Tucker Hips Transparency Act is House Bill 3398. Yeah. Uh, please call your, your representatives and let them know that you support both of these bills. And let's get them in, in law by yeah. the end of this year. So, well, thank thank yeah. you for uh, stopping by. Appreciate the work that, that yeah. your, your organization does and, and always you're yeah. ready to help. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your you. time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. To stay up to date on all the movement on issues affecting your faith and family, subscribe to Faith and Family Statehouse Update on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to leave us a positive review. It'll help others find us. Find more episodes of Faith and Family Statehouse Update at palmettofamily.org backslash statehouseupdate. This episode was mixed and produced by Briley Hughes from the Palmetto Family Studio in beautiful South Carolina. Thanks for listening to this episode of Faith and Family State House Update. We will see you next week.